Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Oilers Kings tomorrow here on 630 Chad Faceoff Show at 6 game around 8. 20. Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer in L.A. They will provide you with the call. Of course, Rob Brown will join us on our broadcast as well. Tonight, Panthers leading the Bruins 3-2 with the third period coming up. Hurricanes and Islanders overtime looming. 1-1 with four minutes left in the third. Starting soon, Dallas taking a 3-2 lead into Minnesota. Cracking on home ice up three games to two on the Colorado Avalanche and the Blue Jays leading the Mariners 3-2. Jays trying to close it out in the top of the ninth. Of course, the uh, Oilers and 6.30, Chet, a new three-year broadcast agreement. So uh, three more seasons after this one with the Oilers on 6.30, Chet. And we're also the play-by-play uh, voice of the Edmonton Elks who are getting ready for training camp and the preseason. And I am pleased to welcome into studio here from your Edmonton Elks receiver, Gavin Cobb. Gavin, how are you doing? Doing good, Reed. Thanks for having me on uh, on the radio today. Well, thank you very much for, for coming in. It's a pleasure to meet you, and, and thanks for sitting through Name the Animal. Oh, no, I had a blast. That was awesome. <laughs> I personally would have guessed a flock of geese, but, you know, Flamingo, I uh, that would have taken me a while, too. So. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, I'm glad you got to uh, hear that. Hey, uh, look, let, I want to dive right in. I mean, you got hurt pretty bad uh, last year. If you don't mind me asking, uh, tell me about the the play that that caused the injury, and did you did you know you were kind of uh, it was going to be a tough one when it happened? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good one for sure. Uh, it was on it happened on a kickoff return. I was the off returner, and a uh, fumble had had occurred. And you know, I learned my lesson the hard way when a loose ball is on the on the field, especially on a special teams rep. You know, we got to dive on the loose ball. You know, I thought I was gonna you know pick that thing up, scoop and score. And, uh, you know, make a big play. But unfortunately, I got a, you know, got a dive on those things. I caught someone's flying body on the leg and just kind of rolled up on me funny. And, yeah, I broke my ankle there. So it was a, it was a pretty interesting experience, to say the least. Uh, the first thing running through my mind when that happens is, man, am I, you know, am I going to get to play again this year? You know, and then it becomes, oh, am I going to get to walk again in, in the near future? So, you know, a whirlwind of emotions of, of course so yeah well that's i mean man that's that's powerful that you you say that you're worrying or you're gonna are you gonna walk again or you, you know so that how long was the recovery um i say it was a in total i think about 18 weeks to oh, say wow. before i was really confident where i could say yeah i could probably compete again wow um i think it took me 10 weeks to walk i was in the boot for eight weeks and then the t- first two weeks out of the boot, I was I was stepping, not quite walking, but I was stepping. And then once I started to do the, take those steps and start walking, my my recovery really just sped up. And then I was running, you know, in the next four weeks, six weeks. I, I hope you don't mind me asking a bit about it, but uh, you know, it's it's part of the game, and it's one of the challenges that athletes face. W- was this one of those like the all the tendons and ligaments were were torn as well? Um, it was everything a, around it. It was a fibular break, so okay. that small bone on the outside of your leg, um, and then just it was a, a bad high ankle sprain. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a, a dislocated ankle, um, a little bit of soft tissue injury for sure, uh, but it was a the fibular break that was the big one. I yeah, think. and. and when you and again, I'm sorry to make you relive this a little bit, but when you were lying on the field, were you already were were those thoughts already going through your head about walking and competing, or was that later on? Um, my first thoughts really was um, 
well, is it broken? I mean, I could kind of tell because, well, A, I heard it, I felt it, um, and then when I looked down, I could see my foot was, you know, up, kind of upside down and sideways, but, you know, I, it is what I, what it is now. I look at it, and it's like, damn, I didn't think, you know, my body could move that way, and then look at me now. I'm good as new. I wouldn't even know that that had happened, so my initial thought was like, whoa, like, that's not really supposed to be that way. So, yeah, I fixed it on the field myself with my own two hands real quick, a little snap pop. And then, you know, the rest is kind of history. Doc came out. He said, hey, don't, you know, don't worry. We're going to get you right. We're, you're going to have a full recovery. Um, you know, we're just going to take the steps necessary. And, you know, I huge shout-out to our, our medical team at, at, uh, at the facility, Dr. Cheeseman and, and Lisa. Uh, can't, can't say enough about those, those two. I mean, they did a terrific job for me. And, I uh, really appreciate everything they've done. But you thought on the field, you just had kind of, oh, fixed it, I popped it back into place. Yeah, you know, my initial thought, I was You weren't in an incredible amount of pain? No, not at first. Okay. I thought, you know, maybe I could get this up and walk it off, and as I went to sit up, then I realized, like, oh, no, this really hurts. Somebody okay. Come, someone come help me, please. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, pro athletes are tough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you obviously see what football players are going through, and we're watching the hockey game, Florida and Boston, and, you know, block shots and all that kind of stuff. So how, and I, I often ask uh, players who have been through injuries this. How difficult, or maybe it wasn't, but how difficult was it for you to feel part of the Elks as you're going to the stadium every day and recovering, but you're doing different things than most of the guys are doing? Yeah, that's the biggest the the biggest challenge, I think, going through an injury is really just trying to feel like you're a part of the of the team and, you know, trying to stay involved because it's tough when you when you can't contribute. You know, or you feel like you can't contribute. You, you can always contribute in a way, whether you know you're studying extra film or you're, you know, just being a positive, a positive energy around the locker room. But in the moment, like the only way you really think you can contribute is by, you know, playing football. That's what we're here to do. That's what we get paid to do is play football, and uh, not being able to compete and, you know, just enjoy the game and have fun with my with my brothers on the field. I think that was the hardest part is just trying to stay involved, trying to stay engaged. And for me, as a, as a rookie in the league, I think it 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 allowed me to to learn. It was a really big learning experience for me, and I really tried to absorb everything that was happening around me because we had a lot of a lot of experienced guys on our team. So yeah. Okay, well, good to see you uh, up and around and getting ready for, for training camp here. Of course, you were picked in the fourth round, well, about a year ago, because mm-hmm. this year's draft is coming up on Tuesday already. Uh, but what's your draft story? Were you thinking you were going to get picked? Did you know the Elks were interested? You know, where were you? All that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, I was pretty confident that I was going to get picked. I thought I had a, a good showing at the Combine that year. Um, I thought I showed everybody that I could play football. And I think I definitely uh, turned some heads. And, you know, going into the draft draft night, you know, I didn't really have any expectations on where I was going to be picked. You know, I was hoping to be picked in the early rounds, uh, kind of like I was in the mid in the mid rounds there, fourth round. Um, but, you know, I was just really looking forward to just getting the opportunity to pursue what I love as a career, you know. Were you with family, friends oh, when yeah, you I got was, picked? Yeah, I was back home in Victoria with my mom and dad. We were... Uh, we were watching the live stream. <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny story. So we were, we were at home watching the live stream, and everything's going good. You know, the end of the third round, didn't hear my name called. Oh well, uh, fourth round's getting ready to, you know, start back up. And then, as the as the commercial break comes to an end, our stream cut out, and the TV goes black, and the fourth round had just started, and so. 
you know, my mom's in there. She's saying, oh, no, oh, no. What, what happened to the TV? And meanwhile, as everybody's trying to, uh, you know, scramble around and figure out what happened to the stream, my phone starts buzzing. And then, you know, I'm about to answer the phone. I'm like, hey, everybody, like, relax. Like, I got to answer the phone. And, uh, you know, I'm answering the phone. That's Coach Jones on the, on, on the other end, you know, asking if I'm ready to come and play some football. And, you know, and then there's the family. And we're like, oh, no, we missed it on the TV. But, you know, oh, well, it was, it was funny, I thought. You know, just it, couldn't ask for anything better. All right. You played at the University of Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And I guess, well, would have been what your second last game was against the Golden Bears. Yep. In a Canada West semifinal. How bad was the snow that day? I thought it was perfect, honestly. <laughs> and I think, well, and that was the uh, that was the mindset of our whole Bison's team that night. It was uh, a late October night, and you know, it was probably minus 15, and it was just dumping snow all day long. The game was delayed by, I think, about 90 minutes. They delayed kickoff, and yeah, we we came out just excited it was a party in the snow for us pretty much yeah yeah honestly i thought that was perfect weather all right well okay so you grew up in victoria i know sometimes <laughs> in edmonton we say the the people on the on the island are a little soft with the weather but not you you loved it uh yes <laughs> i loved it so there you go everybody uh all right uh so you played that year at manitoba no you're an interesting story because before that you were at simon fraser which yes. plays ncaa division two yeah um i gotta ask you this uh, just your thoughts here on them losing their their football program seems like a lot of alumni and i don't want to put words in your mouth but i'll tee it up uh, this way a lot of alumni are pretty angry about it i think it's blasphemy i think that's the word i'm looking for yeah. i think it's it's uh it's disrespectful to all the the a the athletes the coaches the parents and everybody who supports those athletes because we dedicated our whole lives to this game and our whole lives to you know earn that opportunity to pursue a post-secondary education and the opportunity to keep playing the game that we love and for them to just come out in april and axe the football team with no warning no fair warning and not not being able to answer the question of why i think it's it's unbelievable in my opinion and i think that you know i think there needs to be there needs to be repercussions honestly but it is what it is it's out of my control um, you know, I just wish, you know, well wishes for all my guys up there on the hill. You know, stay strong, stay together, and, you know, I think I think they'll do the right thing. When you were playing at Simon, because this would have only been, what, th- three years since you were last at Simon Fraser? Yes, three or, three or four, yeah. Was, was there a sense that the football team was not being supported or might be in trouble? Um, I honestly, I think it was, it was in the works the whole time, I think, personally. It was constant... Uh, you know, lack of support just from the top down. Uh, but, you know, it's, and it, it makes it really hard to, to make a competitive football team, especially when you're playing in the NCAA. It's hard to make a competitive football team. You don't have the, the support coming from top down. So. Yeah. Okay. Gavin Cobb from your Edmonton Elks joining us tonight on Inside Sports Receiver, telling you about the injury he battled through last year, and we're uh, reflecting back on his path to the CFL. So Simon, uh, Simon Fraser plays NCAA Division Two. Yep. So you played there. So you played high school ball in Victoria. Correct. And this is all four down American rules, basically. Yes. I mean, I know there's subtle changes, but just to simplify it. Yes. So had you not played Canadian rules until you got to Manitoba? No, I've never played. I've never used a waggle before. Um, 
even when I was playing community football growing up, it was it was the three down rules. But my dad's from uh, from Texas, so he and he was our coach, and we would always play with eleven guys on the field. Anyways, just because <laughs> that's what we were that's Seriously? What used to. Yeah, part of the time we'd have eleven because it's just an extra receiver. But the offense that we used when I was growing up, we didn't need the extra receiver, so right. We just went without him sometimes. Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. He just slid up with your. Was it weird or was it like okay, I'd still go out and catch the ball? I just oh, I mean, was. It's still football at the end of the day. The way that I would uh, explain it to someone, uh, like the difference between the four down game and the three down game, would be kind of if you if you spoke Spanish. And then we're learning Portuguese. You know, it's pretty similar. It's still uh, it's like in the same kind of uh, family of languages. Mm -hmm. And it, like there's subtle differences, but it's generally the same idea. You know what I'm saying? It's still football at the end of the day. Still trying to score touchdowns. Right. So. Okay. So w w how old were you when you started playing? I was seven. And was this in Victoria? Yes. You, just, you never lived in Texas. No. Those, your dad was from there. Yeah. Uh, but did he get you into it? Um, I think it was just the way I grew up, or it's just surrounded by sports and football. My mom's a huge football fan, huge Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, me and my dad have always been huge Eagles fans, and uh, so that's a Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Your dad is from Texas and cheers for the Eagles. Yeah. And I, your mom is from where and cheers from the Cowboys? My mom is from uh, Prince George, but it's because, <laughs> it's because her name is Dallas. So oh, wow, okay. Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I can't remember the reasoning for my pops being an Eagles fan, but I've always been an Eagles fan too. And I remember on those days, and we always would play each other at the end of the year. And in the NFC East, we're always, you know, eight and eight, right? Nine and seven. Cowboys are nine and seven. We're eight and nine, something around there. Yeah. So it's these are big games coming down the coming down the wire at the end of the year. So sir, they got they got uh, exciting in the in the household as when I was growing up. So, all right, so you started football at seven. What position did you play when you were a little guy? I always played quarterback growing up. Oh really? Yeah, I played quarterback from the time I started until I was a senior in high school. And who switched you to receiver, or why did you switch? Um, I switched to receiver because we had this young kid, Gideon Kremler. He was a freshman coming up in the ninth grade, and uh, we've always been really good friends because he had an older brother in my class. And, uh, you know, me and me and the coaches, we'd always talk about it every once in a while, you know, do you want to keep playing quarterback? Because, you know, for me coming to the next level, I always saw myself as a receiver or a DB, right? Right. So uh, they, and they also kind of felt like our offense would be more dynamic with me as a receiver. So we uh, decided to give the reins to the young buck, Gideon. Oh, wow. He came in, and we we went almost undefeated. We lost one game in the regular season and then won the championship. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, no complaints about that. All right. And uh, what other sports did you play? I played basketball. Yeah? Yeah, I uh, had a short stint with lacrosse when I was a little bit younger. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was really just football, basketball. And never got into hockey, I guess. No, no. I never played hockey. Can you skate? No. Uh, I can, I'm not laughing at you. It's just funny how you're just like, yeah, no. I can glide. You can, well, that's not bad. You know, I can glide. Do you, uh, now, do you watch, so obviously you watched a lot of football growing up. Uh, do you watch, I mean, it's hard to live in this country and not see hockey on a TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but did you, did you, or do you, or did you watch a lot of hockey? Um, growing up, I didn't watch a lot of hockey, but um, now that I've, I lived in Winnipeg for a year, and now that I'm living in Edmonton, I mean, how could I not? How could I not love hockey? Because this city goes crazy for the Oilers, and I love it. And I'm I'm excited to bring that energy to uh, to Commonwealth Stadium with the Elks this year. So. Yeah, 
Well, we're looking for a home win, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, and and, uh, and hopefully uh, uh, a run at the playoffs. Gavin, stick around, okay? We're going to take a quick break, and you and I can wrap it up in a couple minutes. Gavin Cobb from the Elks live in studio. Boston has gone ahead, by the way. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, Florida has scored. What a game. Bruins and Panthers 4-4, 11-12 left in the third period. Hurricanes and Islanders 1-1. They are indeed going to overtime. Hurricanes trying to win the series. Islanders trying to force game seven. Stars and Wild, just a couple minutes in, no score. And later, Seattle will try to eliminate Colorado, the Kraken at home, leading the series three games to two. Having a great chat here with Gavin Cobb, receiver for your Edmonton Elks. Fourth-round draft pick last season, as he was telling you, hurt in the preseason, so spent uh, pretty much all of last season recovering, but you're ready to go now. And uh, so camp is, what, next weekend for the rookies and then a few days after that for the vets? Yeah, we're just... Just under two weeks out. So are most guys in town or rolling in probably? Or are you in yeah, touch think, with a lot of guys? Uh, I think everyone's going to be rolling in here uh, at the end of the week. Okay. and But you lived here all winter, eh? Yeah, I stayed all winter here. Yeah, how'd you enjoy it? Uh, it was good. It was a little cold for a little bit. Um, but honestly, no complaints. I enjoyed it. It was, it was uh, very, very uh, peaceful with the snow. So did you go and work out in the field house and stuff? Uh, yeah, we did a little bit of training in the field house. Most of my training I did at the turf training center. Um, in South Edmonton. Okay. It's just uh, it's a little indoor facility. They got a couple turf fields and a weight room in there. So uh, me and a handful of other guys, we we've been training there. Okay, good. And so who throws to you? Who's the, who plays quarterback? Um, we got a we got a young guy. His name's Wyatt. He uh, he was playing quarterback with the Edmonton Huskies last. Oh, year. neat. Okay. Um, so he's throwing to you guys. Yeah. So he's he's throwing to us. He does a good job. Uh, brings the energy every morning. Love that guy. So. Okay. Yeah, he's been good. Awesome. And, and so you mentioned, you know, kind of by the end of last season, you felt like yeah, you could have played if they needed you, but I guess that you were on the DL, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, it's exciting. I'm excited to to see you play. And as, I mean, as you know, we can, oftentimes the teams with the best Canadians right. <laughs> are the ones that do really well, right? So right. that's that's what you're hoping to bring. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the plan for me, you know, just uh, come in, make plays, do the things that I know I can do, and, you know... Uh, just try to help help the team win, be a positive influence, be a positive energy, and hopefully, uh, you know, just be that, be that, you know, electric spark that we're, that we're looking for. Yeah. How would you, I mean, we didn't get to see you. How would you describe yourself? What type of receiver are you? I think I'm a pretty dynamic guy. I can, I'm a good route runner, I think. Uh, I got some, I got some good top end speed, and I think I catch the ball really well. So, uh, I, I know, I'm really looking forward to making some plays down the field and in, in, in the quick game, too. Yeah. Well, and and there should be some good receiver. I mean, they brought in uh, Eugene Lewis. Yep. I mean, arguably the best guy in the league. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm really excited to get to work with some of these guys. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of experience in our receivers room, and you know, as a, as a young guy, only in my second year, I think that's a great opportunity for me to get to learn. You know, really add a lot of tools to my to my tool belt. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of stuff to be learned, a lot of knowledge to be passed around, and. Uh, Man, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a great team and we're going to have a great season. Well, Gavin, thanks for coming in. I wish you good health and uh, a lot of a lot of receptions, mm-hmm. a lot of big plays. Lots of big plays. And uh, hopefully a lot of wins for the Elks this season as uh, the team's trying to build up again here, and you're going to be a big part of that. Yes, sir. That is Gavin Cobb checking in from your Edmonton Elks. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for everybody for listening. There hope you go. You guys enjoy. 
You could be, you'd be a good radio host. You're a pretty smart, well-spoken guy. Thank you, everybody. We'll have to have you in again. Yeah, I would love to be here. Tell you what, we're signing off for the night. I'm going to rejoin you at 6 p.m. tomorrow after the 6 p.m. news for the City Ford Face-Off show, teeing up the Oilers and the Kings, which, of course, will start at around 8.20 right here on 6.30, Chad, as the Oilers try to eliminate Los Angeles. Thanks to the producer of the show, Dave Campbell. Your studio producer is Kellen County. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.